0: Since I just school I've had no for today I hit the radio
1: dial and turn it up all the way I play
2: Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Vin, And we're back for another summer episode of, uh, of the podcast. And so um, uh, those people that have uh, subscribed, thank you very much. Uh, you'll notice that we are no longer doing the weekly podcast, just, just during the summer months. Um, we'll probably be going back to it soon, but you know, there's a little bit less happening uh, on a week-to-week basis. So we've, um, we've cut back a little bit, haven't we? Yeah we're do- <laughs> thanks for the big input there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh so we're doing them um every couple of weeks. Uh we put a schedule out. I think you can probably find it on our Twitter account or um possibly on our Instagram account as well. Uh we will circulate it again. Um but there is loads of news that's built up since we were last on.
3: Yeah, but uh, I mean there's loads of leaf stuff we have to talk about for once. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um let's not t- let's not dive in there just no, yet. No, no, no. no. I, I was going to say um that the reason there is a lot, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today and um, why is the big reason what happened this weekend? The draft? Yep. So, right,
2: that's, so, so that's, so we got loads of draft news and uh, speculation and just stuff happening around that. Um, the uh, Cliffy's Notes, Cliffy, will yes. be, uh, Scott Antcliffe will be back on today uh, with the big and the Cliffy's Notes section will have the big interview. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah the big um uh liam kirk yeah the big liam kirk interview so uh liam kirk uh you know um basically famous british uk hockey player who's now playing in the
3: uh nhl no he got drafted
2: by arizona sorry drafted by arizona playing with the peterborough peets playing with the peets um but he's a favorite hockey son of uh of uh uk um hockey fans and uh, Scott interviewed him for the podcast, and that will be on uh, in a few minutes. So hang on in there with us. Um, we've got loads of news from the Leafs. Uh, NHL awards have happened uh, since we were last on, and we'll talk yep. ab- I'll talk about that, I think, with Scott when he's on. Yes. Um, uh, Scott will d- uh, do a quick roundup of anything that's happening around the Elite League here in the UK. Um, prob- things are probably a bit quiet, but he'll probably have some news. He usually digs something out. Um, and uh, m- most importantly, we should talk about your new chair. My new chair. Yeah, so that is like the Fonz's chair. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so the Fonz, man, from Happy Days. You don't even know what that is. It's Happy Days. That is like, if it's not the Fonz's chair, I'm trying to think. It's like Donald Trump's chair. Oh, Look yes. Look at that thing. It is big. I'm it's sorry. A very we're nice chair. we're in the studio here in our Oxfordshire uh, HQ here in the UK. Um just outside of Oxford. And um, we got a pretty good setup that we built up over a few years. Um, the equipment's pretty good, and uh, whether or not you uh, like our general babblings and banter, you will have to admit that the production sounds pretty good. Uh, and that's because we got a pretty good kitted-out studio here. Um, we Finn and I actually used to re- um, have a, um, a web radio station, yeah. And uh, a lot of this is a hangover from that. So, um, but one thing we've never bothered with was any sort of real comfort here. So suddenly, I came home from work the other day, and here is Finn sat in Donald Trump's
3: office <laughs> chair. <laughs> yeah, describe that thing. Um, I don't know. It's just really comfortable. <laughs> it's Look a lot it. more comfortable than it's your got chair. Two,
2: it's got armrests. It's like leather. It's a leather-faced chair with a big high back on it. You know, the kind that's on wheels and it swivels and it goes up and down. Yep. And I'm still sat in a folding card table chair. Well, I invested uh-huh okay i invested in comfort i invested in the studio i <laughs> <laughs> actually know them obviously monks. obviously i threw my money in the wrong direction oh dude i mean oh, it's big night and day difference <laughs> anyway summer summer summertime it's uh summer here in the uk june 25th 4th what's, what's the date 23rd June 23rd. It's always nice when you don't know what the date is. Perfect. Uh, June 23rd. Uh, it's been soggy here so far this July. Uh, or sorry, June. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I skipped ahead. I'm trying, mentally trying to get through it. Um, really soggy couple of weeks, which is rubbish because I just bought a new motorbike as well. Yeah. Uh, but the weather has turned this weekend. Gorgeous Saturday. Yesterday. It's Sunday today. It's super hot. 25 degrees Celsius for us. That's pretty good. Uh raining a bit tonight. Didn't spoil our barbecue. Yeah. But it uh, looks like a proper June ahead and heading into the summer. So exciting on that note. But let's get down to business. Where should we start with Leafs? You want to go with Leafs first? Let's go Leafs.
3: Okay. I mean, I've got loads of stuff to talk about. I know, about. I know. How are we going to get through it all?
2: But um, yeah, let's um, l- let's go to... Uh, where 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 should we go first? You
3: tell me. Well, let's go in chronological order here. Okay. All right. So as some people may know, so as, we, as and as we mentioned earlier, the draft was this weekend. It was uh, in Vancouver. Um, the Leafs didn't ha- really have much because we didn't have a first round pick. Um, but we got some good stuff. However, if we're starting in chronological order, we'll probably go to some more speculation kind of stuff which was before. And I've just, I just I do what I usually do. I go on social media and just save random stuff. Yeah. Uh what 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 are you feeling first? Are you feeling some doom and gloom, or are you feeling just a bit better, well, more happy let's stuff? Let's start. Let's start off a bit d- doomy and uh, okay. dig ourselves out of that mess. All right. So this this uh this report starts uh, quite happy and then doesn't end too well. Oh. So a report says that the Leafs have full intention that Nazem Kadri will be a leaf next season. Oh yeah. So, So this goes okay, yeah. sorry,
2: sorry to stop you. So this goes back to loads of stuff we were talking about on the last podcast, and, and so it was all just pure speculation there about what was happening. And the big names, I believe, I'm trying to think there was loads of people that, that um, you know, were up in the air big question marks. So Kadri won, uh, Gardner, Marlowe, uh, Marner, of course, of his contract., yeah. all these things we talked about last time. So some of them have moved on, uh, not all. But anyway, so Kadri,
3: what's what's happening there? So, then there was a counter-report that was released. Yeah. And it's that Nazem Kadri would be involved in a trade where the Leafs would acquire a center. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. And Kasperi Kapanen would be involved in a trade where That's the Leafs would right. acquire a D-man. That's right. And this was all in the space of, like, two days. Yeah. So, like, you're like, oh, Nazem Kadri's going to be a Leaf next year. These things always start off the oh same no. way. Like, oh, this is about to happen. And then... Yeah. Then it's nothing. Like, Nazem Kadri's going to be Leaf. And then... Gardner's now not going
2: to be at Leaf. Yeah, it's a it's and an a, emotional it, roller coaster ride, just like being a Leaf fan in general. And if
3: you read this report, it's not even like um, like we're going to get a D man. We're going to get something that we actually need. We're, we're gonna uh, they're saying we we would acquire another center. That's right. But he's a center already. Yeah. So I don't get it. No. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um, anyway, uh, you uh, mentioned Gardner. Yep. So, so what happened there? So that just that nothing came of that. That's just a report. Moment. So so that
2: was a rumor circulating around I've some sort of deal involving Cadre and Casperi uh, but we've never. Then it's gone totally quiet about no,
3: that. No, uh, Casperi, I've got some more stuff on, but I'll talk about that later. Um, and then Jake Gardner, another guy that you brought up a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, I've got a report here saying the the starting price for Jake Gardner is fifty million dollars over the course of seven years, so about seven point one four million per year. Yeah. Um, and I but then and I was like oh, hyped and getting ready for this podcast and then not long ago I saw Dubas interview from yesterday's draft in Vancouver in Vancouver and they said and he said um, and they, someone said oh what about Jake Gardner he said oh we love Jake Gardner we love everything he's done for the team and he was here before most of the other guys he was here when the Leafs weren't doing so well yeah Um, and then he goes on to say however with, with uh, Mitch's contract I'm not sure if we'll have the room for him with the deal he wants uh-huh. and I'm like great yeah yeah Oh that that oh that yeah we'll get yeah. onto that, okay
2: so that's interesting.
3: Leafs are also quietly shopping around with Garrett Sparks, but we all oh, we all yeah. saw that coming
2: though. Yeah yeah, I'm surprised he's still uh, like that. That hasn't no, come to conclusion yeah.
3: yet. Right, um, Ben Bounds, wherever you are mate, we'll have you? Yes please. <laughs> um, Ron Hainsey, yes, guy that we were talking about that yeah. might that might be leaving. I know you like him. Oh, yeah. I've got something to make you feel better. Go on. Ron Hainsey has said he is interested in returning to the Maple Leafs organization on a one-year deal worth $1 to $2 million. That's So he excellent. said he'll sign a short deal uh, and for not that much money. I would love for Hainsey to be on the team when we win the Cup this, this coming year. Oh, okay. Oh, this coming year. I like it. I mean, New Jersey... Sound, well, we'll get, we'll get to it, but New Jersey sound pretty good at the moment. I'm not going to lie. Um, but another thing is uh, reported that Winnipeg Jets and Carolina Hurricanes are on Nazem Kadri's no-trade list. Oh, right. So, even if, he w- even if we were to ship him out, yeah. he can't go to Carolina or Winnipeg. Right, okay. Um, how does that work? How does it work? Yeah. Um, so, in his um, contract, mm-hmm. he's got a, cl- a no-trade clause. Right. So, he gets to pick certain teams he d- He will not be... He- does everybody have that in their contract? Some people do. I it. It probably sounded Is a, a bit naive here to some people, but... It's basically like a thing. So if, say, a team can't pay you as much money as yeah, you no want. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I oh, get, you get it? I, 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 well, I mean, I it's get, v- it's I get value that you can towards refuse. refuse. No, no, no. As in, it, it's a v- it's, a, it's, it's, written into the contract. Yeah. So Marlowe had a no trade clause. Right. And it's it's like value, if you know what I mean. Like, it's almost like a substitute for money, if you think about it. I see. So, y- so, so
2: you won't go to teams that can't afford to pay over a particular threshold no, 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 no. or something
3: like that. So the player... Yeah. If you if you say you wanted like seven mil on your contract, oh god, And, I see and, what you're and, saying, and yeah. a team's like, right, oh no, right, we'll, right, right. we only could, we'll only want to give you six point five, but and we will say, give okay, you. Okay, in that case, I want a no trade clause. Right, if you, were, if, right. you would, okay, uh, if you would trade yeah, me, I yeah, know. okay, right, yeah. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a drink of beer. <laughs> Get over that. Um, Austin Matthews is on the cover of NHL Twenty. Yeah. Big award there. That is a big thing, isn't it? I mean, it's big to those guys I'm too. I'm pretty sure he's like the first Leaf in like this whole decade to get put on the cover of an NHL They're game. They're
2: always on all over, um, what is it, YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff, playing video games all the time. And um, it's clearly a big thing to them as players. Yeah, and yeah. And that, that, that particular thing, being on the cover of that game, is, uh, is just a huge thing to them. It's weird, but he'll be delighted with that. Yeah. That's ha- a big deal.
3: Have you had a chance to watch the video yet? The um, trailer video?
2: Uh for, the, for that? For, for the NHL game. 20. No, I haven't. Oh. Is
3: it good? So basically, because he's on the front, yeah. it starts off with like a backstory and they've got footage of him playing when he was a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. told me about this. Yeah. So I, t- I think I told you about this. But then it goes into the actual game features. Yeah. And some of the things are sick. Like they've implemented, you know, the storm surge, the bunch of jokes storm surge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the, the, oh, so yeah. In, in the trailer, there's a guy he's like putting a stick into the ground like, um, like Thor or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, everyone falls around, but, like outside of them, it's <laughs> so funny. That's like amazing. actually looks
2: mad. That's amazing. I mean, that things have well and truly moved on since the uh, the last video uh, video game that I had that was uh, hockey based. I think was a handheld single game video, or a single single game device that was about uh, five times the size of an iPhone.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, it had a, like a a screen in the top of it, and you could play against someone else. But they had to like hold. You held one end, and they held the other end, and you're both looking down at like a screen, Wait, what? sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. So you know, you, you, let's say you're holding, let's say you're holding an iPhone, yeah. And you're looking down at the screen of it, yeah. Right. And so the game, the hockey rink, would be like in on the, the, this of the screen, on, in the middle of the screen. Yeah, but the device is much bigger than a phone, so it's big yeah. enough that m- I would be moving my man from this end, but you would physically, you would have to be physically holding the other end, moving your men on it.
3: Oh, but okay. I
2: mean, this was the 80s.
3: Yeah, I mean, the closest the closest video game console that I've ever played on was a Wii. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I can... Which is like the nerd's console. No, not even the nerd. No. I mean, I, mean I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say.
2: It's so lame that I think they <laughs> smashed them up and made... PlayStation 2s out of the dust. Dude, mate,
3: like everyone's like, "Oh, I got this PS4, I'm going to get NHL 20." I'm like, "Mate, I got a Do win. you know
2: we're exposing ourselves as being a bit of a tech-free uh household, but you know, we're too busy playing hockey." Exactly. And the, the thing is is that I don't begrudge anybody for wanting to play um, you know, NHL hockey on video. Fantastic, go for it. But, you know, in those if we have 10 minutes spare like that, we are playing hockey. Either at the rink, on the drive, or uh, in the even the, in the backyard. Yeah, I was playing today, actually. You, you, and, you and your brother have the net uh, dragged around the back. Yeah, it's been so nice in the summer. Yeah, cool. Anyway, that's great. W- what else you got there?
3: Uh, the uh, uh, 2019 pre-se- preseason schedule for the Maple Leafs has been uh, announced. Um, so uh, we are playing. When's oh, when's wh- the first game? Tuesday, September 17th. That's not long. No. That's not long. No, that's true. That's awesome. True. Uh, against Ottawa at home. Oh, right. Um,
2: because do you remember who it was last year
3: oh so this is preseason this is preseason I don't I, I'm not we, about pre-season. we played the Habs in the, in our home opener we did I know the home opener as well but I'll tell you in a minute alright come on so uh home opener for the preseason yeah. is Ottawa and then on Tuesday September 17th and then we play against them uh, at in oh Ottawa yeah. on Wednesday September 18th so literally like no day gap but then right. again preseason's for like, cha- like doing two different teams like having half your NHL on one team and half on the other team and then Filling the rest of the spaces with AHL prospects. That's right, that's right, yeah. So we'll probably see some of that. Okay. Uh, Friday, September 20th versus Buffalo at home. Oh, right, okay. And then Saturday, September 21st at Buffalo. Right. Monday, September 23rd at Montreal. And then Wednesday, September 25th, uh, home versus Montreal. Okay. Uh, Friday, September 27th uh, at Detroit. Right. And then Saturday, September 28th, home versus Detroit. That's the preseason schedule. Well, that's a great handful of teams to play. Yeah. Oh, Ottawa, uh, Ottawa, Ottawa,
2: Buffalo, Buffalo Montreal, 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 Montreal Detroit. Detroit. Great. Fantastic. No. Uh, it's because they're all uh, geographically close-ish, right? Oddly, really oddly, the furthest one away is m- Montreal. Oh, it's Montreal. I was going to say it's Ottawa. Uh, it's no, actually yeah. not much further away to, to Montreal. No. So the two American teams I've are closer. pretty close. They're close. Yeah. Oh, but uh, but that's great, great! I can't wait.
3: Yeah, and we. Uh, oh, that means we'll be able to be w- go back to watching hockey again soon. Yeah, great. Lots of late nights again. Well, <laughs> <tonight>. oh
2: god. <laughs> Having said that, though, um, you know the worlds aren't that long ago.
3: No, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Right. Uh,
2: okay. Cool. So preseason games. Did you say that you know who the home season home opener is? I do. Who's
3: that now? Ottawa as well. Is it? We play. We host Ottawa. Um, in the home home opener on October 2nd in 2019. So how do you know that? Is the whole schedule out? Uh, no, I just saw it somewhere. How? So I, the preseason was announced by the Leafs. Yeah. And then the home the home opener yeah. was announced also by the Leafs.
2: So how have they not released the whole season? I actually don't know. Yet? I haven't seen it. I okay, it uh, doesn't matter.
3: I'll look in a minute. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, anyway, um, we have some other stuff. Yep. If you want to talk about that? Yes, please. So uh, now we're getting closer to towards the uh, the draft, which we talked about. Oh yeah. So stuff is starting to get a bit more, you do know. You, do you know what we? Do you know what yeah.
2: we? We haven't even talked about where about the the Stanley Cup final and where that ended up. Should oh, we? No. S-
3: should we have started with that? Uh, I, you said Lisa. I thought, oh, we might as well yeah, do that. Yeah, we, we can do in.
2: And I'm pretty sure everybody must know. Uh, well, yeah, everybody does know. If you follow uh, ice hockey, uh, sh- you know.
3: Oh. We'll leave it. <laughs> okay. No, because we've also got another championship okay, because to because there might about. be
2: someone just who's just tuned in to us for the first time today from their cabin in the middle cabin. of, uh, back in the backwoods
3: of... J- should we just say now that None the of team it. that won or should we w- mm. leave it? <laughs> <I don't laughs> know, yeah. What do you want to do? If you've
2: just tuned in, you've literally just returned from the wilderness and you've just turned in,
3: tuned in. St. Louis Blues won the <laughs> Stanley Cup this year. In game six. Yes. Right. Because I want to go, go over that whole thing. I want to go over the playoffs later. Okay. All right. So, as I said, uh, we're getting closer towards the draft here in chronological order, as I said. Yep. So, we've got some more stuff to talk about. Okay. The, uh, the Marner contract has declined. Oh. The Marner contract is declined. So, Mana if you remember, Marner was offered a contract. Of 11 million, which was way more than anyone else thought. Oh! Everyone thought yeah. he was going to get like nine mil. Yeah. They offered him 11 million, but they, they wanted him to play for eight years, and he declined it because he didn't want the long deal. Yeah. Dude, why? Just I don't understand. You got you got the money you wanted, and now they're not going to give you that money I anymore because it's not long term.
2: And he loves playing for Tirana.
3: It's his dad. He's like Is an it idiot. his
2: crazy dad? Ha- I mean, that just seems really,
3: really, cra- dude, d- stupid. Dude, have you have, did you see the have you seen the picture um where? marner goes to a leafs no to go to a raptors game i think or something or something like that or Marley's game and his mom and dad go with him his mom's like all hyped and like you know bonnie marner, she's like yeah yeah like she seems like a legend yeah hit him and him and uh, bonnie are like just like love, living it up and there's a picture where they both have a selfie with the fans and they asked the, they asked Ma, paul, um, paul marner yeah uh, marner's dad to come in and uh, he just stands in the background dead-faced like just like oh, I have like seen that. I have just seen that depressed. picture because the caption's
2: something like, "When you realize that your son didn't get paid for the selfie" or something like that. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That
3: guy—he just doesn't seem like a. Dude. We, we, we've, we've talked about this, and I'm, and, I, and I'm saying, like, if, if I, if I play in the NHL, like, some people are like, so even, even I was like this at one point, but then I thought about it, and people are like, oh, if, you, if you go to Arizona, you know, that's where hockey talent goes to die. I'm like, I'm playing for an NHL team here. Yeah. that's sick <laughs> yeah. I'm getting yeah. paid it's to different. do something it's
2: different though when you are um, you know a totally hot uh, current player in the uh, you're already in the NHL you've done a season or two and uh, are clearly going to be like a top goal scorer and everything else or a top playmaker um, oh. you know it ha- have a huge huge future already it's not the same as like just getting trying to break into the nhl no it's no totally no but, right?
3: but but no but we also talked about this as well like if it, if i'm if i'm playing for the leafs and i'm on my 750k entry level like high entry level um contract yep and and if my team's going through cap trouble how are they going to they're probably going to win the cup in the next couple of years yeah you would at least offer like either oh, I'll, I'll play for 3 years we'll give you 3 years and i'll sign for 5 mil so that 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 gives me my that gives me a good bit of money but it also gives, and and it gives us a chance to win the cup while I'm still doing still doing well. Do, but like,
2: do, do you know there's no there's just no common sense to it, right? <coughs> and um and the the madness of it all is that if if a player just went into negotiations with the club, if it was just minor and the club, they'd hammer something out way cheaper than uh, the numbers that are being thrown about, and uh, and that'd be that. The problem is the whole uh, comparison of what your deal is to anybody else's deal, right?
3: No, but that doesn't make any sense. No,
2: no, but, but what I'm saying is, is that if he said, if they said to him, here's $11 million and we'll, uh and we want to sign a contract with you for eight years, anybody would do back handsprings and be delighted with yeah, that yeah, deal. Yeah. But somehow somebody, uh, probably not Marner himself... Either his dad or his agent or someone somewhere is com- is comparatively saying, you know, there's more money to be made based on deals that are out there, you know, no, whereas if it was
3: just about the player and the club, there was, he w- he'd he sign for way less. Think about this, though. Like, you, you put up the, he's comparing it to other people. Think about this. Is Mano as good as Kucherov? Uh, 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 Nikita Kucherov yeah. got 128 points this yeah, so season no. or whatever. No. Kutrov makes about I'm pretty sure 8 mil
2: yeah
3: is he better than Crosby uh, now yep. in 2019 no nope. Poss- I, t- I tell you he's not he's not
2: I don't know Sidney Crosby see but, but Mitch Marner's on his way up Crosby's
3: leveling off on his way down that's what I'm saying though is he right now when he's signing a contract right well, are now are his is numbers he is as good Crosby. as Crosby's no exactly is he better than Patrick Kane
2: I knew you were gonna say K okay, next. No.
3: All of those guys what make less McDavid? money. Is he better than David? <laughs> of course he's not better than McDavid. <laughs> well, how much money does McDavid make? Oh he, I had the, It's uh, not eleven mil. No, we looked at it I think last podcast. I can bring it up quick if you uh, want. I don't know. I I mean the 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 point is the same
2: though. That um you know, but in, w- w- and we talked about this—the difference between being a center and being a winger, and the value um, curve on that. That it's much more—you know—you're more valuable to a team um, when you're running a line than you are being a winger on that line. Yeah. Um And we looked at all uh, the sort of top ten salaries and that and that sort of thing. But the point I'm making about the comparison is it's not nothing to do with stats. It's just money, right? is thinking like, oh, other people are being paid more money for shorter deals or whatever else and it's just like, therefore I want a better deal. <coughs> if they could just shelve all of that and remember every you know, millions of people would kill to be playing in the NHL and playing for an
3: awesome team like the Leafs and just take the bloody deal. Yeah, we l- 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 we've mentioned this a few times now, this whole mana deal with the whole with everything going around. But like if if you bring it to Mana right now so another thing that says uh, we, we've now got the cap space, right? I'll, and we'll get into the why in a minute. But if 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 you go, they, they they should go to Mana. This this brought up by um, a guy, a, a, one of my coaches, and 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 he said you, they should go to Mana and say, right, you're going to sign by this date, and you're going to sign for a decent amount of money, the the money that we can afford. Yeah. And we can still afford to bring back guys like Janssen and Carpenter. Yeah. And maybe maybe even Gardner, right? Yep. You're gonna sign. You, you, we want you to sign for this amount of money, um, or we're gonna trade your rights to Arizona.
2: Yeah, and off you go to the bottom of the league. Like eight,
3: eight, eight thousand fans turn up. That eight thousand fans turn up instead of like thirteen thousand or whatever. Like your team is basically uh, declining. I, just, I don't know. What to he, I don't
2: know what he wants. And do you know the funny thing is, is that if if people out there that are listening to us now listen to other hockey podcasts like Steve Dangle and stuff, which we love by the way. Um, we are not the same sort of clinical um podcasters as 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 some of those you know it's we're a father and son who both play hockey and you know i just don't you know sometimes i just don't get the business end of all that i don't understand if you love the game and you're already making a sick amount of money and you know you're going to make a a sick amount of money forever and retire early like yeah we all get it you know you're a career in, in professional hockey is not uh, anything like as long as being a plumber or something like that. We yeah. all get that. Yeah, yeah. But we're s- you're still going to make a sickening amount of millions and millions of dollars that's going to make you and your family which rich
3: beyond most people's wildest dreams for the rest of your life. Yeah. Take the deal. Dude, he was offered 11 ti- 11 million to play for eight years. Uh, that he'd have 88 million dollars and he's like, how old is he now? Like 21? He'd be, at 29 years old, he'd be a multi-millionaire. Paul needs by more loads. shoes. 88 million. Paul needs more shoes. D- dude, I swear to you. like eight, Of this 88 million, his, his um, agent's going to take a cut. Yeah. His dad's going to take a massive his cut. His agent
2: would be delighted. I'm sure his agent would be delighted with that offer. Because his agent could retire and be rich beyond his wildest dreams forever. He'd be good. Ever. Come on. Millions. Anyway, right. Let's push on from that. I'm just starting to get angry about
3: it. Freaking malcontent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, but, but the end of that story is is that he hasn't signed a deal. They offered him a deal, but he, the, the, his camp just declined it. And so, have we heard a whisper about what's happening next, or has it all gone quiet again? No, because um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dubas was meant to meet with uh, the agent. Yeah. And when uh, uh, this was after. So now no one knows. So so he's probably met with them or whatever. Yeah. But now no one knows what's happening now. Right. And offer sheet? Uh, offer sheets. They, he can't be offer sheeted until July 1st. Right. Okay. Which is next Monday. Right. Okay. Well, watch this space then. Um, Connor Brown. <coughs> guy yes. Guy that looks like he might get shipped out soon. Uh, The asking price for him is a second round pick in return. So Connor Brown for a second round pick. Okay. So
2: cap space and a second round pick.
3: And yeah. So we get rid of cap space and we get a second round pick.
2: No no what I'm saying is we gain cap space. Oh sorry you know you know what I mean we, yeah. we get rid of
3: someone absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um Captain contract. Looks like he, he's um probably going to sign soon as uh what uh, Leafs reports have been saying. Uh same with Janssen. Excellent. Um, I can see if I can try we'll I might have be able to, both try to find those guys. happily have both those guys back. Uh I'm pretty sure there's a thing. Oh yeah, I got it here. So um, Leafs closing in on a four-year extension with Andreas Janssen, likely between 3.25 mil and 3.5 mil. What's your source on that? Uh, Darren Dreger. Okay. Or the Dreger, I think maybe. Um, oh, and I can't find the, the other. I think Capitan was coming near something around 4.5. I think. Okay. Um, so See, that that's, that's good those money. Guys getting locked that's up. great
2: money. Eleven million.
3: Marner, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: just great, great money. Those guys, and they're good players. Yeah, yeah. They're
3: also good players. They're both wingers. Uh, I just don't get it. Hey, anyway. no, no, think about this. Marner, eleven mil. Isn't that the same John Tavares is making eleven mil? Yeah. Is Mitch Marner better than John Tavares? And and he's Alan John center.
2: It's t- yeah, I don't get it. I mean Look at our house. He uh, Mitch Marner could put our house in a tree for as a tree fort in his backyard. What if he had eleven mil? And then burn it up, burn it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, what else you got? Patty Marlowe. Oh, this is, this is hard, you know. It's I was sad, actually r- genuinely sad. Oh, when we were talking it. about it, when we were talking about it yesterday or the day before, I I felt myself tearing up. Genuinely mm, sad. Gen- genuinely sad. Yeah. I like Marlowe, man. I like Marlowe, but I particularly like the Marlowe, Marner... Uh, Matthew's relationship everybody does the the christmas photos and and all that stuff and then so he he's off to San Jose is that
3: right no he's off to carolina
2: carolina
1: okay, why did i why did i say
3: san jose cuz he, he jose? used to play for san jose and he wants, to go he, he wants to go back to san jose
2: uh and, uh, and he wrote that sort of, uh, he wrote an open letter. I'll talk
3: about it in a minute.
2: Yeah, and so that's what got me. The Lovely.
3: trade is, uh, Maple Leafs have acquired a t- uh, 2020 sixth round pick from Carolina in exchange for Patrick Marlowe, a conditional first round pick, and a seventh round pick in 2020. Yeah. So basically to get rid of 6.25 million in I cap space yeah. of a guy that's probably going to get on, a f- on the fourth line, unfortunately, soon. Yeah, he's just on a. I sp- ju- maybe maybe not on on even other teams on Carolina. Maybe he could be on the first or second line, but it's Carolina. Yeah, the Leafs just are so mad at the moment that he just oh doesn't I really know. have space on the line. Such lineup.
2: a shame! Such a shame! I wanted to see him lift the cup
3: with the Leafs next year. Yeah, have like ha- have you ever seen those um simulations that people do in yeah. the, in these NHL games yeah, and yeah. like and the three people the four people lifting the cup first are Matthews, uh, Riley, Hainsy. Um, Tavares and Marlowe, yeah like they're the guys that lift the cup first and you're like yes uh,
1: such a shame yes
2: please such a shame we'll, we'll miss him I thought he was great and we talked about him so much in the podcast over the last year
3: yeah we love Marlowe, and um, and that there's I'll, I'll talk about more, more about that with Hulk whole because there's something that's been brought up about that uh, the whole San Jose thing which in Hawaii you may, you may have got confused so there have been reports about it okay so anyway he wrote this um, uh, do you call it a letter open, Sorry, open, letter. open letter okay and he says, thank you to the Maple Leafs organization, the city of Toronto, and the loyal Leafs fans for welcoming, welcoming my family and I to Toronto. It was my honor to play with the iconic Maple Leaf on my jersey and to be a part of Leafs Nation. There are so many I'm incre- already going.
2: Like I'm already <laughs> starting to feel a bit.
3: <laughs> Not. Um, there are so many incredible experiences we had while in Toronto, things my boys will remember and cherish for their entire lives. But the very best I will take away from my time there are the people that we all met. My teammates, those who work for MLSE uh, parents, parents we met at our son's school, um, hockey games, and everyone in the community. Thank you for making our family feel at home. Um, where am I now? Oh, sp- yeah, yeah, I found it. Um, to Austin and Mitch, oh, yeah. a special thank you to you for welcoming, welcoming us into the Leafs family and then becoming a part of ours. You will always have a spot at our dinner table and extra sticks in our hockey room. I'll miss seeing you guys at the rink every day. And uh, and uh, and never forget how good you guys are. Thank you again, Leafs Nation. I think you're all in pretty good hands. Oh, that's awesome. And he signs that out. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. That's really hard, isn't it? I mean, it's <laughs> a, at the end of the day, you forget the human side of all this being traded from one place to the other, you know, sometimes. And it is hard. It must be hard. Yeah.
3: Uh, so... Oh, yeah. God,
2: he's talked about parents and the kids at school. Gosh, it's like it's just turns your, it just deep. turns your life upside down, doesn't
3: it? Yeah. And then, so, so Matthews, wrote, Matthews and Marner both replied. Oh, did they? On Instagram and Twitter. Right. So Matthew says, sad day today. What an honor it was to play with such an unbelievable player, an even better person. Gonna miss sitting next to you in the room and seeing you every day. Thanks for welcoming me into your family and treating me like one of your own. I learned, so much from, uh, I learned so much from you both uh, on and off the ice, and I'll cherish your friendship and the memories we've had for the last two years. My brother for life, love you, Patty. Uh, so that's what Matthews says. Yeah, what you, Matthews is just such a top guy. Nah, and you remember they had such a friendship, especially when he went to the All-Star Game at his Jersey, you uh, remember? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, okay, how could I forget? And then Marno says something too, and he says, hard to put into words what you mean to me. Uh, but just wanted to say thank you for making me feel a part of your family and not always feel, feeling welcomed. I will miss having you around the rink every day and making fun of my eating habits. I will always consider you as a teammate and more importantly a brother. Wishing you all the best in your next chapter. Love you, bro. And then he put hashtag goat. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, end of an era. End of an era. Guttered to, to, to lose Paddy Marlowe. I thought he was great. Do you remember talking about Paddy Marlowe's skates?
3: Yeah, the
1: there
2: are just so CCMV many rip- so many great stories I'm about just saying, about Marlow and
3: I'm just saying I'm not sure what fits, feet size he is. I, I'm probably I'm pretty sure he's probably not a size six. But we have Reebok grip calls. <laughs> we have <laughs> Reebok grip calls. are 38 k's. They're pu- the pumps too. Pump skates. Yep. Yeah. We we have them. Don't worry. We've got them in our.
2: Garage, if, if you if you slash hockey patch store
3: Patrick, if you if you want them for your kids, you wanna you wanna
2: show yeah. them what it feels like when they reach size yep. six.
3: Get in touch. Get in we'll touch. We'll send them
2: over. Absolutely free of charge. We'll even pay for the post. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, we, actually, you know, thank you, Paddy Marlow for the great hockey and the great memories. You know, if uh, he should ever find his way to listening to this podcast or anybody you know ever listens to it, we thought Marlow was amazing. And uh, and it was great to talk about him over the last season and uh, two seasons, last two seasons, and we will uh, we'll miss him.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I remember that beautiful line of JVR? Uh, was it was it JVR Marlow and Gosh, Marner? that's coming back. Was that was that line? My, no, Bo, it was Bozak Marlowe and Marner. Uh,
2: oh, that was a good line. That, that was, was last, a last year's line. line. That was a great line. Bozak lists the cup this year.
3: Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, right, no, right. no, no. Don't go, go. Post that one a yeah, cup. Yeah, okay. I'm so hyped. No. <laughs> Someone
2: um. <laughs> connected recently to the Leagues touched the cup. Yeah. Curse is over. <coughs> I'm right. Okay, where are we um, going next?
3: No, there's one last thing with that whole Marlowe thing. So it's going back into the whole trade thing. Oh, yeah. So Carolina said they'll try and persuade him to play f- to play for them, but if not, they'll buy him out. So they'll be like, right, we'll pay for your whole contract right now, yeah. which is only like 6.25 because so, it's only one year he's only got one year left so they'll just be paying 6.25 they'll oh. be buying him out right so they basically get rid of most of the cap most of this cap space it's like so you know when you retain salary yeah so that's still on your on your cap yep they'll like it's kind of like retaining a bit salary but you're getting rid of most of it yeah and then he'll go to the free agency and yeah. then he'll sign on for like one or two years like cheap with the San Jose Sharks oh right because his family's gone back to San Jose yeah, and he, yeah. Wants, he wants to go play with Sharks oh okay so he's, that, he's made his saying. money he's done a good job now he just wants to go play with San Jose fair enough it's fair enough it's where it's where he uh, got drafted so that's pretty pretty fair enough yeah Um. what else have we got here um ooh Leafs, Leafs had not, Leafs have had discussions with the St. Louis Blues about the price of Robbie Fabry alright he is I believe a centre if I try and find the post uh, where is it here um. Yeah, forward, Rob, forward, Robbie Fabry. Um. I don't. I don't. There's no. There's no stats here. Um, right. Okay. That's just a just a. But discussion he was on the cup around. winning team. Yes, he was. Okay. Well, he can't be crap. Exactly. He's got to be pretty good here. Um. Leafs also traded their twenty nineteen seventh round pick, two hundred eighth overall. Yeah. To St. Louis as well for a twenty twenty seventh round pick from them. Okay. So basically, got rid of like another seventh round pick they had and just said we'll we'll have one for next year. Yeah. Um, don't know, don't know what's going on with that, but okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then basically we got, we go into the draft so we can go through some of the, some of the people that we have drafted. Okay. So our first pick was uh 53rd overall. it big feet. S- Sorry. Right. 53rd overall in the second round. Yeah. And least draft Nick Robertson, uh, 53rd overall. Uh, I have his thing here. Uh, he is a center sla- slash slash uh, slash left wing. Um uh in fifty four games he scored twenty seven goals and twenty eight assists for fifty five points this season. Um I'm pretty sure he played in the OHL. Oh, okay. Who do you play for? Uh I can't tell by his jersey. Uh let's have, let me have a look. That one. That I'm looking that yeah. is the um the Guelph or something.
2: I can't quite see.
3: Uh black and white.
2: Oh gosh, I can't quite see Is that
3: Guelph Griffins? I right, can't tell I just think it's Storm now, Guelph Storm it's, oh. not, it's not black, it's like dark purple Oh, is it? Dude. God, my eyes uh, I don't know, might be Guelph What's, Maybe. He? What's his name? Uh, he is called uh, Nick Robertson Okay. He is 17 years old, 5 foot 9 So your height And 160 pounds 160 pounds? Yeah, he's a small dude I think <laughs> Jesus, I'm the same height, but
2: uh, my weight would suggest that I ate him (laughs) and several other people.
3: Jeez, you ate the whole of his OHL team. His line. Let's be fair. (laughs) Line. Okay then. Um, we. I'll I'll move on to the next guy. So, we have this dude called Miko Kokonen. I think his name. I think that you say his name, Miko Kokonen. Yeah. Um, he play uh, looks like Sweden. Oh, so so. Uh, Rob Robert Roberts
2: Robertson played for the Peterborough
3: Peats. Also P- Peterborough Peats. Oh, see
2: there you go. That's where. Um, that's Liam right. Kirk. The way going to be Kirk. on it a little bit. He's yeah. Actually, we could.
3: Oh, I wonder if Scott asked him
2: about it. We'll we'll, we'll have to see.
3: Maybe. Okay. Right. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So next guy is called Mo- Meet. Can
2: you move? Sorry. You've got the. You've got <laughs> Donald Trump's chair. <laughs> And now you're literally taking up the whole of the studio here. <laughs> it's like you're lying down in it. Well, that's Move th- away. That's,
3: what, that's, that's, what happened. that's the power that I'm comes with the Look at me. Chair. I'm on a chair. This might as well be a milk crate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come on. Dude, I've got the chair now. It, it, it radiates power. It doesn't. Ra- it radiates stink. <laughs> what a guy. All right. uh, Leafs draft um, 84th overall, Mika Kokunin. Yeah. Uh, he is a left defenseman. Okay. 18 years old. Oh, left defenseman. No, we want right defenseman.
2: Well, uh, defense a defenseman,
3: defenseman, defenseman. Yeah, uh, he's eighteen years old, five foot 11, 198 pounds. That's more like it. That's a big dude. Right. Well, not the height, but he's a big dude. Uh,
2: six. Uh, five eleven. Yeah. Uh, uh and my wh- height. One hundred. One hundred ninety-eight pounds. Two hundred pound. So let's let's be fair. Six foot two hundred pound. We'll have him.
1: Yeah.
3: Excellent. I'm not that heavy yet. Height, but not heavy. It's okay. Uh huh what a guy right um, he and in 56 games he scored 3 goals and got 16 assists and 19 points this season how many people did he beat up does it say no I'm just looking at this I bet he's tough well you may as well go through the mate you may as well get through the uh, you, may, you may as well just look him up mate okay if you want to find out his team uh, well, we'll, we'll, he j- look, well, he looks like he played in Sweden I mean he's got like a viking on his oh yeah side, oh thing. that's definitely is uh, that
2: KHL jersey
3: KHL Oh uh, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, we're just right. guessing here. Yep, we are. Um, another guy, uh, hundred fifteenth overall, um, the Leafs, uh, assign uh, a center. He's eighteen years old. Uh, he's called Mikhail Abramov.
2: Okay, he does not sound uh American. Or Canadian. <laughs> oh,
3: it could be a Canadian. Abramov. You never know. Canada is a mosaic, you know. Fair enough. It's true. Uh, he's five for eleven, and he is um. He's 154 pounds. So l- literally same height as the other dude. Yeah. 50 pounds lighter. Wow. Okay, so he's going to be fast.
2: I hope so. You would expect with... Uh, he's a, I mean, he's a sender, so probably. Long legs, lightweight, got to be fast.
3: In 62 games, he scored 16 goals and 38 assists for okay. 54 points. All
2: right, well, we'll have some of that.
3: That's good. Okay. Um. Next guy, uh, 124th overall. Right, uh, Nicholas Abruz... I don't know what how to say that. Abruzzese. Uh Yeah. Sure. Could be Abruzzese or something. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Some dude. Um, <laughs> some dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Nicholas. Um, God. You know what? It's you ever look at someone's name and you
2: think, I really hope he actually doesn't make it into like the first line because we'll have to say that
3: name a million <laughs> times. <laughs> I don't even want to ask Siri how to say that. Oh God. <laughs> no, do someone'll uh, know how. Anyway, yeah. okay. Tell me tell uh, us more about it. He's a center, it. he's twenty years old, five foot nine, hundred and sixty pounds. A center? Yep. Okay. So he's Marley's bound. Yeah. At least for now. He might make his way into the fourth line if we get rid of Kadri. because um then Or growlers. Then Gautier will go up. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, he sc- he, uh, in, 60, in sixty-two games. He scored twenty-nine goals, fifty-one assists for eighty points. Jesus, that's good. He led the USHL in scoring this year. Okay, he plays. Right. He plays. Well, maybe for that chi- was a bit hasty. Plays for Chicago Steel.
1: Hmm.
3: Let's see what happens with Kadri. United States Hockey League. I'm guessing is USHL. Yeah. Um. Two. I think there's two more guys. Yeah. Two more guys. One hundred forty-sixth overall. Uh, they drafted l- another left defenseman. Right, Mike Cost, uh, Mike Coster. Okay, uh, he's uh, selected for hundred and forty sixth overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in 15 games, he scored two goals, four assists, for six points. Right, six points in 15 games. That's not bad. How many? Sixteen. Six, six, six points in how many games? Fifteen. Okay,
2: but there's some potential. There. He
3: also played in the USHL. Right. Okay. Um. And then in the last one, uh, 204th overall, Leafs draft a right defenseman. Okay. Right-handed right defenseman. Right. Okay. From Finland. He played for Team Finland because his jersey says Suomi. Right. So I believe he plays for Team Finland. Yep. He's 18 years old, 5 5'10", 185 pounds. Still small for a
2: defenseman, for a tough defenseman, 5'10", 180. That's not too
3: bad, oh let's see let's I mean, that. the other dude was like one hundred and fifty and he's five eleven yeah that's right um in okay. th- in thirty games he scored four goals, eight assists for twelve points this season, yeah, and i I might nip over to a double i h f and see how he did in the whole finland scene so the uh, while you're looking that
2: up it, it reminds me of another thing about so you just said right defenseman right handed defense right handed right defenseman because um and we've talked about this I think on a previous podcast as well about how there is a tendency for forwards to swap sides so you would be a left-handed right winger and a right-handed left winger do you remember why we said that that was
3: sorry <laughs> <laughs> T-
2: talking about the difference between um, defenders and, and wingers in regards to whether or not you prefer being on the same side of your handedness.
3: Okay. Yep. So,
2: so if you're a uh, winger, there's a tendency that you want to be the opposite wing to your handed side. So if you're right-handed
3: oh, that's shot, right me. Yeah. you want to be left-wing. I played in the left wing last season. That's
2: actually. right. And uh, if you're a left- handed player you want to be on the right wing isn't it because when you're facing your own end your sticks on the boards it's so you take the it's so that you take the pass on your on your front uh, on the, the front of your stick along the boards yeah when you're facing your end, generally yeah um and so i'm left-handed and play either center or uh, like yourself or uh, i will play r- right wing Yes, yeah, so the same with me. I play set or I'll play left way. Because you're right-handed. Yep. But um, the, uh, in a defenseman, I don't think it's the same, right? Mm. Because you're not on el- the offense on the side mm-hmm. that you want to be on your stick side. Does that make sense? So you're not yeah. up the boards on your stick side. You're the guy feeding the puck up the
3: boards. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes so, sense.
2: So I will bet. I don't even know if this is true, but I'll bet if you look at it, you'll find that there's a tendency for your handedness to put you on the side of the ice if you're a defender.
3: Yes. Um, so uh, Kale Lopanen is his name. Uh, he played for Finland U18s in the international juniors. Right. Uh, he played 25 games. He got three goals, 15 assists for 18 points. That's pretty good. Uh, good numbers. 25, did you say 25 games? Yeah. 18 points. 25 games. That's excellent. In the China World Championships. Wow. This, this year, you 18s uh, He did get 28 penalty
2: minutes. That's excellent too. Absolute legend. Because guy. we don't have guys putting up the big numbers on penalty minutes. On oh, the wait, race. What
3: was that guy you said you thought fought a lot? The big dude.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Miko Kokkonen. Miko uh, is that what he's called? Yeah. The
2: big guy. The well, I didn't. I t- have no idea whether he found a lot Five foot hoping that he does.
3: Hoping he's got a Nico few uh, penalty co- minutes. I oh know. Uh, flipping spell check on here.
2: Oh god! You're looking something up on the internet.
3: Coke and Right. What else have you got? Let's oh, just got skip him. over that. Um. This dude. Let me look at his seasons stats this year. Yeah. So he also played in the Finland U U18s. Oh yeah, I thought so. Th- uh, he played 13 games, got two goals, four assists, for six points. Yeah. 10 penalty minutes. 10. Uh, yeah, That's only 10. Rubbish. Um and then in his his team Yukkurit in uh Finland. Yeah. Uh he played uh, in 56 games. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, 3 goals, 16 assists, 19 points, 20 penalty minutes. Okay. All right, we're twenty penalty. Uh, yeah. so that's respectable. He might be a penalty killer. You never know. He could be the the big guy on the penalty killer that blocks like fifty shots. That would be nice. I can't see the block, block shots right. this season, but anyway. Okay. Uh, so those were all our guys that we drafted this year. What else do we got?
2: Because I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the
3: clock, and we need to get Cliffy on. Yes, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that's all all Leaf stuff we have. Okay, so yet to come is uh, we have um more NHL news um so they're just like loads of stuff um and then we have um well i thought we'd go to raptors it's oh, the only other stuff let's mention that really quick you want
2: to do raptors pretty quick yeah we'll do that and then we'll go to cliffy okay we'll, then we'll get
3: cliffy on uh so raptors win the nba final for the first time in franchise history
2: uh, so um for those people that are tuning in that are hockey people and totally not basketball people uh which i think there probably are a few of so NBA, obviously the NHL of basketball, and um, Toronto are a not not new franchise, but um, you know they're they're relatively recent uh, to the to the league, uh, and uh, for the f- there's only one Canadian NBA team.
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: I'm pretty sure. Wait,
3: uh, uh, I, I, no, 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 This is this
2: on. is how not basketball fans we are. Yeah, I'll look through as quick. much as you now pretending to be a Raptors fan.
3: Um, oh, I'm, uh, I'm obviously a bandwagon dude, <laughs>
2: just because they're a Canadian team and they won. Well, I don't know about Canadian. Yeah, I mean, more specifically, a Toronto team. Yeah, I mean anything that ca- comes out of Toronto. So if basically, you know, go Argos.
3: Yeah. Uh, Toronto FC. Yes. Toronto Wolfpack. The Wolfpack. Whoop whoop. Do you even know what they d- what sport they are? Rugby. Oh, I actually do. Mad. Come on, man. <laughs> a little credit. I actually, actually follow them on Instagram, so I'm. Oh wow! Well, look, go you. Oh, founding date, nineteen ninety-five. Yeah.
2: So that to you probably seems like a while ago, but it is it's uh,
3: nine years before I was born.
2: <laughs> to me, it's not that long ago for a league that's been around an awful long time. Uh, but anyway, so they are the only Canadian team, and yes. they um, won the uh,
3: championship versus Golden State Warriors. I'd like to point out the probably the most overstacked team, like probably in sports i don't even know anything about it do you know who steph curry is no idea who that is
2: mm, okay is she the uh steph <laughs> does she have uh, that cooking show oh my god <laughs> i have no idea who that is but anyway the big the big news that you want to bring up was the fact that the raptors have brought home their championship to toronto and um i'll tell you you know what's really th- where this is really relevant is anybody who's seen the celebrations happening in toronto when the raptors won they know it's going to be mad Can you imagine what it will be like when the Leafs, when win. The Leafs win? I mean, the that town years. is going to shut down for a week. And we're going. And uh, we will be going. Guaranteed. I will be on the bus with Mitch. Absolutely. Well, listen. When he signs. So that's Raptors news. Let's no, go. No,
3: no, no. Got, I've got two things for you. Two
2: things about okay. this whole thing. You never have one.
3: No. Of course. Why would I have
2: one? I don't know.
3: That's just an odd number. That would just be awesome, though. Uh, so they basically won the ge- They won in Game Five.
1: Yep, it
3: um, was a hard-fought series for yeah, sure. Yeah, duh, and yeah, and they were the underdog for sure. Definitely, it's Golden State. Um, first off, Plant Guy. Oh, Plant Guy! What a legend! Who I saw on the tube in London a <laughs> yeah. couple days ago. And you I took you a picture. A- I'll you, put it on Instagram. You actually saw a guy carrying the same looking palm same, exact pot plant or whatever. potted plant or whatever you call it. As plant guy. On the tube
2: at Baker Street Station and I took a picture and I'll put it on Instagram. And
3: that was so funny. But yeah, basically this guy um, got a plant and said, I'm going to give this to Kawhi so he stays in. You can put it in his flat or palm oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In okay. yeah, that was funny. Um, and then on parade day, he di- he ditched that pot plant. On parade day, he got like a little Tiny. Plant flower thing, yeah, and um, the and uh, he was like, cause he was a big, he became like a sensation overnight, like that guy, yeah, for the leaves, and um, he became sensation overnight, and um, some like official like took him up up to Kauai's bus, and he handed it, he he gave a, a one of the leaves to Drake, who was on the same bus as Kauai yeah, and then the the pot plant finally got to Kauai and he lifted it like the NBA trophy next to the NBA trophy, and like there were more cheers than that from when he like hoisted the NBA trophy. So funny, madness!
2: I, I do love things like
3: that. And one last stat for you, okay? Forty-four percent of Canada tuned in at some point and watched it, uh, and watched at least one point in the game. That's amazing, isn't it? The whole population of Canada. If you
2: think about that? I mean, there's people like in their igloos and whatnot.
3: Dude they had They had like one of those You know like port, Tiny little portable TVs Like this big You know like when we watched The Bugs that time okay, And he got like keep, that Tiny keep little plugging thing AA batteries In the back of it Yeah you know It's got like a tiny little Like radio aerial It's like <laughs> that big And the screen's like this big So disclaimer here For people that don't Listen to us all the time
2: We are Canadian we're, And we're making fun Of ourselves there Oh yeah right, let's Let's get Cliffy on Who is not Canadian
3: Yeah Right okay
2: Okay. Let's see if we can Get him on the phone
1: Cliffy's nuts.
2: Hey, we've got uh, Scott Antcliffe uh, with us uh, again on the air. Scott, are you there?
4: I am indeed. Good evening, guys.
2: Hey, great to have you back. Um, Once again, uh, Scott, for uh, our regular listeners, will know is um, the focus of this section of the the podcast that we like to call Cliffy's Notes. And uh, Scott's a friend of ours from uh, up near near Sheffield um, in the north part of the country. And Scott is also our UK hockey expert. Uh, how things going, Scott? First, actually, how um, what's happening with your own hockey team at the moment?
4: Um, yeah, things are going pretty well. We've uh, strung a few wins together recently. Um, we beat a local rival, uh, the Don Valley Vikings, uh, last last week. Um, we beat them 6-4, six, six, and, and they got 1-1 one one as well, which is... Uh, a bit of a rarity for me, being a stay-at-home oh, nice. D-man, uh, very stay-at-home, um, sort of patrolling the blue line, so uh, yeah, quite happy, and um, got a memorial game coming up on Sunday for a, a former teammate who passed away uh, recently um, over in Canada, he lives in Canada now, oh. in Calgary, or, or he lived in Canada, sorry, and yeah, um, yeah so we've got a memorial game in his honour at Sheffield on Sunday. Uh which will be which will be good. It'd be good to get some of the old old guys back together and, and playing for a great cause and um you know in the memory to a, a great teammate who was uh sadly lost.
2: Uh, oh well that, that's nice. a chance to get um that's when being a member of a team really means something, you know, and, and so so what was his name, Scott?
4: It was a guy called Andrew Brown. He uh he was from Sheffield originally but moved to Calgary about six years ago and he worked at the uh Calgary Institute of Technology, the Alberta Institute. Um, over there, the university, and uh, yeah, he managed to. Well, he got into refereeing, and he he and played over there in Vernon, uh, in Calgary, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, unfortunately, he uh, lost his battle to uh, to cancer um, in in May. So yeah, very very sad. But um, you know, it's great to get the teammates together and uh, play a game in his honour and. Uh, doing
2: proud fantastic well I hope that game uh, I hope that you have a great time of that game and uh, of course Sheffield Ice Tigers uh, one of one of our favorite teams in the north of the country so uh, I <laughs> hope you, you guys hope you guys have a great one um, so what's um, what's other news around uh, the UK I know obviously Um, These podcasts are coming out for us a little sporadic at the moment because it is really technically the off-season, so I imagine there's not a flurry of activity happening, but um, any news from around UK?
4: Yeah, there's been a fair few signings for the teams around the league. It's kind of uh, strange how it happens because you'll not get a sign-in for a while, and then all of a sudden you'll get six or seven teams one day announcing a sign-in on the same day, and then you'll not hear anything for a week or so, so it's... uh, yeah, very sporadic in terms of how they announce, but um, quite a few teams have been busy. Um, great, uh, sorry, the Glasgow Clan have signed uh, three players, two new players in uh, Matt Puffall and a um, Jordan Hayward, a defenseman. And then they've also in the, uh, announced the return of Matt Becker, who uh, put up 78 points in 72 games last season. Wow. He returns as, yeah, it's a good return. He returns as uh, the assistant coach. Um, Then down in Manchester, they've announced a uh, new player called Kyle Hope who's coming to the league. He's uh, got some pretty good North American experience um, for a younger guy. Uh, He's he's kind of risen up through uh, the WHL and then the college sort of route. And then um, former Dundee player Lucas Lundvold forward, who's also heading over to Manchester. Um, And then in Nottingham, uh, the Nottingham Panthers have... Uh, taken the former Steelers player and assistant coach Mark Matheson and he's now going to be their player assistant coach and they've also signed a skilled defenseman called Brian Conley who's notched uh, 359 games in the AHL and also recently played in the Austrian Ebel League as well Um, and then yeah so some pretty good signings already but then um, some other big signings Cardiff Devils have um, resigned Charles Langley, who was an outstanding player for them last season. Uh, Gleason Fournier, who was um, nominated and, and won the um, best defenseman of the year award in the Elite League last year. He put 71 points in 60 games as wow. a defenseman for the Cardiff Devils. Wow. And they've also uh, announced um, the return of Sam Duggan, a British forward who's uh, yeah caught up some pretty good numbers in his in his first season with them last year. Uh, here's an interesting one for Leafs fans out there as well. Coventry Blaze have signed David Broll, who's a six foot two, two hundred and thirty five pound, twenty six year old power forward. He's got three hundred AHL games to his name. Um, he was a six round pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Uh, he went on to play. He only played five games in the thirteen fourteen season, but spent a couple of years with the Marlies as well.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I recognize that name. He's huge. I mean, those. Yeah, he for a forward, he's massive. Oh yeah,
4: he goes. His nickname's the Brawl Dozer. So
2: uh, you yeah. can imagine oh what his role it. is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, great to have. Great ha- to have him over here playing. Uh, so, um, was that? Were you at the end there? No, no. Still there's uh,
4: a few more that I wanted. To yeah, yeah, do, a little do. I thought. Yeah, guy no, no. Leafs. I got distracted
2: <laughs> by the the Leafs connection.
4: <laughs> yeah, that was what I was hoping you'd the uh, chipping was so, well, <laughs> away. It all went to plan. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers have signed a uh, thirty-two-year-old American uh, winger uh, who can play centre as well, called Michael Davis. Uh, he's got two hundred and five AHL games to his name and one hundred and sixty-three DL games, and he's pretty much a a game player. Yeah. So he's um, yeah, hopefully going to impress in Sheffield and um, Guildford. Flames have re-signed Stevie Lee. So, Stevie Lee, who you'll remember from the Great Britain set-up over the summer, um, who played for the Nottingham Panthers. He had uh, 10 years away at Nottingham, so he was their captain for a while. um, And he was assistant captain for four seasons prior. But Stevie Lee initially played in in Guildford um, in his second-ever professional season. So, um, he's going back to uh, a team where pretty much his career started. And, um, yeah, so hopefully you'll have a big impact down in Guildford with them. And they're quietly going about um, assembling a really good roster, Guildford. I think they could be a dark horse for next year. Um, And they're always kind of there and thereabouts, sneaking up the table. But I think they could be a dark horse because they've got a good financial, um, a lot of financial backing. They've got an owner who I read somewhere has got a personal wealth of something like $500 Wow. And, um, yeah, so they've got a lot of money behind them. And um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do next season.
2: For sure. Now, what's interesting about that is that um, on previous episodes, we've talked about the various limitations that are put on in regards to who, you know how much money can actually be spent on players and and or um, you know foreign players and that sort of thing. But what's interesting about having a really wealthy owner even that, in that situation in a league um, like the league, the league that we're talking about, is you can surround the players with an awful lot of luxury and support, right? Mm-hmm. You can kit them out better. You can you can hire better support staff. You can have you know f- massage tables and extra um, you know f- physio staff and and better facilities and things. And that, I don't, there's no limit on that kind of spend if you've got the money, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And another big sort of pull for players coming over to the UK is the university deals. So a lot of teams are affiliated uh, with a university and have been probably since about 2010. That's when clubs started to take advantage of the university ties. And basically they, um, so for example, in Sheffield, they have University of Sheffield as their university, uh, which is a really good university. It's, it's a pretty prestigious university and Definitely. they um, will pay for players to do their MBAs, uh, their master's in business administration. Um, and which is essentially a two-year course. So players who wouldn't necessarily consider the elite league as a place for them to come and play uh, in terms of whether it be a quality standpoint or a financial standpoint, they now consider it because of the university package what's thrown in. So essentially they get two years of free schooling and a really good degree at the end of it. for probably taking a slight pay cut and coming to a league that they probably wouldn't normally consider. And obviously in return, clubs are getting a, a quality player, or pretty much um, most of the time a quality player, um, for, you know, um, yeah, a small for, wage. For, yeah, which is yeah, obviously for
2: elite league money.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a win-win all round, really.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. That that is really clever, and I hadn't heard that before. But um, that's just super smart business. So whoever's you know the, whoever's behind setting up those sorts of of arrangements or relationships with the with the local uni is is very smart indeed but you can understand then how you've got clubs in in uh, other leagues and in other cities like Milton Keynes for example who are who totally flounder right and y- it, it it'll be due to the fact that you just have to be so canny as a, mm. as a business to operate in the UK you know and really make a make a, a fist of it and if you if you're not right on the edge of that you know you can see we've we've seen the sorts of things that can happen to a team quite quickly you know
1: in ter- yeah, absolutely
2: yeah, in terms of a you know economic downturn or, or whatever it is that happens. Wow so uh, so some some amazing um, bits of signing news. Um, Cardiff shoring up their team with some um, making sure that they have some returning players signed up. Um, and that's in addition to uh, the various bits and pieces of signing news you told us last time so uh, already it's things are hotting up for next year. It sounds like it's going to be an exciting season.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, some, some real high caliber players coming to the elite league, which is only you know, only gonna get better for the league and um, you know, obviously words getting out around um, North America and Europe and players are coming here who probably wouldn't even even look to the league a few years ago. So it's just showing that the quality of the league's getting better and better and I guess obviously with the recent success of the national team, that's probably turned a few heads and players have probably thought, you know, Britain might be a pretty good place to play if they're producing a Pool A quality team. So no. it's uh, all good.
3: No question. Yeah, uh, but I was going to ask you, Scott, based on some of these trades and some of these signings that have been made, are there any teams that look like they could be pretty deadly in, uh, next season?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, um, yeah. I was just going to yeah, say, but, yeah, any, um, anybody who looks like they, have you know, might might turn their fortunes around a bit from from last
1: year.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's um, you know, fairly early to say, but um, as I mentioned earlier, Guildford uh, are looking pretty competitive with the team they've put together. Mm. Um, I mean, even Nottingham, you know, they didn't have the greatest of seasons last year, and they've had wholesale changes this year with, with the coaching changes, and they've got a director of hockey in place. Um, so they could, you know, be challenging again. Um, and in terms of teams who didn't have a great season, um, the likes of um the likes of Dundee you know they put together a, sometimes a fairly good roster and, and Fife Fife um did fairly well last year and they recruit really well considering they're not a higher budget team with the likes of your Sheffields your Belfast your Cardiffs your Nottingham's. so um yeah i think um, a dark horse could be Guildford and potentially Fife again because um, they're quite prone to uh upsetting a few of the big boys with uh, some surprise victories, so uh, it's all to play for.
2: Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, that's great. Now, one thing that um, I wanted to mention while we're on the subject of UK hockey, and that is our one of our favourite um, women's hockey teams, the uh, Bracknell Queenbees, I noticed put out um, a uh, a notice on their Twitter the other day saying that they're looking for new players, um, specifically um, for their for their elite, premier, and U sixteen girls program. So I want to make sure that when we were talking about uh, UK hockey, that we uh, just did a little plug for them. So anybody listening, um, Queen Bees, great oh, great bunch of people, um, some awesome players there, and uh, they are looking for some new talent. So if you are a hockey player and uh, are interested in um, joining up with the Queen Bees, get in touch with them um, easily through their Twitter account. Right. So, uh, any more to say on UK, Cliffy? Because we wanted to talk about the NHL Awards will we had you on as well.
4: No, I think that pretty much sums it up for now. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's go straight into the NHL Awards.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, a, a surprising amount of news um, around the UK. Uh, so, it's great to keep our finger on the pulse of that. So, yes, th- so the N- NHL Awards happened. Finn, when, when, did, when did they happen? Uh, so, was uh, it in the lead-up to the Stanley Cup Final?
3: Or no, it was after, it was after? after. It happens because after. Um, because
2: the last game has to be played.
3: Yeah, it. Uh, I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, it was the uh, 20th of June, which was five days ago. Yeah. I'm trying to work that out now. Yeah, yeah. That would have been uh, Thursday, Friday, I think. So I've oh. got y- we've we've gotten
2: um, an app here, and we're looking at um, the the various winners, and it shows actually. Everybody who was nominated, and there's some interesting, interesting stuff here. Um, so I wanted to start off talking about the Hart Trophy, and uh, the uh, Heart Trophy uh, this year was won by. Um, do you know who it was? Kucherov. Won by? Oh. Yeah, Kucherov. That, yeah, Kucherov. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> it was won by Kucherov, and um, and in the uh, in the, the voting or or the points or however um, it's calculated. Uh, second place was Sidney Crosby uh, third place Connor McDavid Johnny Goudreau in fourth and uh, our favorite uh, player to hate Brad Marchand in uh, in fifth place that is a crazy lineup of players isn't it
3: that's pretty crazy however honorable mention here Johnny Tavares
2: oh yeah where'd JT come in 18th 18th it's amazing so <laughs> I, I i haven't looked at, i haven't looked through them at them all yet but there's like 22 25 players or something like that that were that they uh they showed in the running but uh, yeah. in the end kucherov got it so a big uh a big win to to beat out the likes of uh mcdavid and crosby
3: but one, one thing i just want to say quickly is who who do who do you think so you guys know what the hot trophy is right yeah okay uh-huh.
2: good do you want to do you want to say to anybody who might not know
3: so, the heart trophy is basically given to the person who's been the most useful to their team and helped their team uh, in success. But what I want to say did, 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 does Crosby make as much of an impact to, to his team as McDavid?
2: It's, you know, it's interesting when you think about the category, and, 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 and you're right to bring it up. Yeah, what, you know, is, are these guys still making the impact to their team? And you, and you think about McDavid. I mean, when you got a team that is in the dumps, right? But uh. yet, yet you still somehow make it into the top three for the heart. How's that even possible?
3: Yeah, I know, but it's like like Crosby. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Like Crosby in the last couple of years, he's gone been going downhill a bit more. Uh, he's not as uh, peak as he used to be, and McDavid is just going up. And I I'd say McDavid was is m- way more valuable to his team, seeing his who are their best players like him and Saddle? Yeah. Whereas on the yeah. Penguins, you've got like Latang, you've got Matt Murray, you've got uh, Kessel, like you've got all these uh, these other guys. It's not just Crosby. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I would say if I were voting, I would probably vote McDavid over Crosby.
2: Oh okay. Well, under on, on that st-
3: rationale. Yeah. I I just I just thought I'd uh, point that out quick.
2: What? Uh, okay. Cool. Well, that's Hart Trophy. Where should we go next? Um, Cliffy, D- Cliffy, do you have um, any particular uh, award that you want to talk about, or one? Yeah. One um to jump to.
4: Yeah, I think uh an interesting one to d- discuss would be um the the um oh god uh the James Norris trophy.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah Mark
4: Giordano. So I think that's an interesting one because he's only I mean he's thirty five years old and um you know he's the fourth player who was thirty five old to win the Norris trophy uh since it's first awarded in nineteen fifty four. So Nick Listrom's won it four times previously, Doug Harvey three times and Al McCain swans. And so for him to be thirty five years old and win the Norris and put up seventy four points um and get a career high uh and led the NHL with a plus minus rating of thirty nine, I think that's you know an outstanding achievement and Giordano fully deserving of that award and um yeah for someone who's thirty five years old as well.
1: It okay, is a great achievement yeah
2: totally amazing and uh and again for those um folks that are listening and and aren't completely clued up on the awards norris of course is for defense best defenseman mm-hmm. and um coming in second place good old brent burns the a, best uh, beard in the league <laughs> one of the best beards maybe uh thornton slightly better maybe um but uh we like brent burns as a player as um you know I'm a I'm a just a devoted Leafs guy, but of the spattering of other guys I really like in the league, Burns is one that I'd love to have on the Leafs. So San Jose guy in yeah. second place there. He's a he's a great defender. Um, I'm just looking down the list here to see who else. Um, any big names there that jump out at you, Finn? Morgan uh, Riley.
3: snubbed. Absolutely <laughs> snubbed. He's not even in the top three. Like I don't get it. He would he wasn't in the All Star game. They could have at least put him in like second or something.
2: Yeah, it's a funny one. Isn't he had like
3: it? one of the best seasons. And he's been overlooked. He's, still there. he's
2: been overlooked this this year. So Muzzin's in there.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say Jake Muzzin. Yeah, he he actually he's in there. I'm r- I'm happy with that to be honest. 12th place. Um,
2: and uh, Eric Carlson further down the list also. Uh, is he line mate of um, Brent Burns?
3: Uh, yeah, I think they play on the same line.
2: So uh, yeah, no, uh, that's a really that's an interesting one. But Giordano, uh, really, really uh, great win for him. And as you say, thirty five year old and pulling down the the yeah, Norris is pretty pretty sweet. Finney, what about you?
3: Uh, me, oh, I was going to jump to the Vesna.
2: Okay, yeah, go for it. Um, that's one of my faves.
3: Yeah, well, be, be obviously best goalie. Always fun to see those goalie uh, flashy saves. You know, NHL yeah. after the season's like over, they're putting out like t- top ten best saves. Yep. And I like how one of the goalies they focused in on was Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, they were a bit odd because uh, the other one was uh, what's his name? Um, uh, former leaf, uh, you, you kn- Bernier. Oh and yeah, they yeah. made a compilation of Jonathan Bernier's Bernier. be- uh, best five saves, and I'm thinking that's probably his only five saves. Yeah. that he made all year. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so the um, the Vezina Trophy is for the best goalie of the year. Yep. Um. Which
2: is a tough one this year because there are some
3: really. Stellar, some great Stellar
2: uh, years from some great, great goalies.
3: So, do you do you guys know who's in first? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah
5: Vasilevsky,
3: yeah. Andre Vasilevsky, yeah, Vasilevsky. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, he's mad. Do you remember? Yeah. Remember when he came back after injury? And and uh, they played the Leafs, and the Leafs took like forty five shots to their like twenty, and he saved every. He got a shutout, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how does that work? Just unbelievable season for him. Uh, second, we got Ben Bishop. Uh, had a great season. Uh, he was he's former Tampa Bay Lightning's player. He's no Ben Bounds. He's no Ben Bounds. He's he's not as good as the other Ben. I, I want him backing up the Leafs. I've already said I want <laughs> to trade Sparks for like nothing, and then just get Bounds. But
2: interesting, um, flurry in fourth place. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, after having... I mean, he didn't have the season he had the year before. No, the season he had before. That was stellar. Did he actually win the the Vezina the year before?
5: before
2: uh, oh, no. no, I don't think he That's did. I think weird. it was Vazilovski again, uh, wasn't it? Was it? Has he won it two years in a row?
3: I mean, he's mad, but I think m- he may have done. Uh, Robin Lehner of the New York Islanders. Yep. He was pretty good this year. Jordan Binnington of the winning St. Louis Blues. Yep. Carey Price is in there at 7th.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. Do you yeah. remember? So Kerry Price, we He's were, had
3: two off seasons.
2: We were looking, Scott. We were looking at um, player value uh, on mm. uh, on a previous podcast, and and um, we were talking about the higher, you know, how a center commands higher value as a forward because you're running a line, and then we were looking yep. at the tops so of sort of top ten or top twenty salaries in the league at the moment, and Price is in there with a huge salary. Mm. I can't, yeah i can't i can't think of it off the top of my it's, head but it's, it,
3: he's he's earning a hundred mil it's of, uh, it,
2: like eight years
1: something yeah wow so
2: um but he's making f- you know forward money if not center money yeah and just goalies just don't make that kind of money right but he does
3: he's he's really good though.
4: no he's uh certainly in a i guess in a class of his own money wise and um yeah it's, um, they, he's, he's there I guess they cornerstone and they part of their you know obviously a massive part of their franchise but just uh, before I forget guys um the voting by the way this kind of changes I guess some aspect of uh, the awards is a thing to consider is that the voting takes place and the awards are chosen before the playoffs
1: uh, so yeah, then obviously yeah.
4: the award ceremony is after the playoffs. so some of these I guess nominations and things might have been slightly differently had they voted for the awards after the playoffs, so I think that might be something the NHL should probably look yeah, at. Yeah, for uh, Because, for example, if we if we then in, in a bit if we discuss um, the um, uh, the Jack Adams Award for so the best coach, Barry yeah. Trotz won the award, mm-hmm. and for me, Craig Berube should have won that one. So what he's done in St Louis, you know, he came into a team they were dead last on the third of January. Obviously, it took them a little while to get going, but then to take them all the way to the Cup. And, uh, you know, I think that's a phenomenal achievement. not taking anything away from Barry Trotz, but I think the NHL should probably look at how they, you know, the time of when they vote because I think it would be ideal doing it after the playoffs because I think that would change a lot of people's minds and opinions on some of these awards.
2: Yeah, I agree. And and uh, it's interesting to see, um, yeah, uh, Barube uh, um, up there. Uh, even though nobody really knew where things are going to end up, so they had already spotted that he was having a good year. But so I think the spirit of that. It, so the, the voting happens at the end of um, uh, the regular season, and it's probably mm. to do the opposite, right? To, to keep guys in, keep guys nominated and at the top end of the nominations. Who've had a solid season, but then just fizzle out yep. at the playoffs. So they obviously just need to tweak it a little bit and, and wrap a bit um, some rules around it to keep it being all about the guys that do make it to the playoffs but no you're quite right yeah. it should uh, it should include your performance right till the last puck is dropped
1: really. I've also
3: seen something about this on social media and it and it links to Frederick Hansen obviously because you know I pretty much only follow leaf stuff uh, you know leaf fans here yeah um, but the when they vote which uh, remember when uh, Anderson was going through his like um. Dry spot when he wasn't play, he wasn't performing as Anderson should. That's right. Um, that was when cool. the voting happened, which is probably why he's tied he's tied tenth with like Gibson and Mugstrom. Yeah. Even though possible. even though we know he should be like way further up the list. Yeah. Uh, like there's a, there's a guy called Darcy Kemper from uh, Arizona. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's probably better than that. You know. Yeah,
2: it's always going to be tricky because voting itself is so subjective. So if it was just based on like stats, you know, top goalscorer and whatever else, that's just you know cut and dry, but. There's always going to be a you know a bit of possible potential controversy when uh, when it's voting, but um, oh. but listen we won't go through them all. Let's do uh, Finn. What, what do you want to do? Another one?
3: Yeah, I want to do the colder. Okay, yeah, let's yeah, go uh, there. Uh, best rookie, 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 of the year. Yeah. Um, I I like one of the names uh like uh listed here. It makes me feel good as a uh, leaf has been nominated, uh, eighth, which is actually pretty good. Yep. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure as as much of a surprise to many people. Uh, although at the, the near the end of the season, um, the I, f- I feel like uh the all the rookies were getting almost as good as each other, and everyone was heating up a bit. But uh, the winner of the uh, Cola Trophy twenty nineteen is Elias Petterson.
2: right? Yeah, uh, the Vancouver
3: good. Canucks. If you remember, he went on that crazy streak of scoring, I getting points and stuff. Uh, second place we have Jordan Binnington. Uh, again a goalie of Saint Louis Blues, took him to the cup. Uh, Rasmus Darlene, uh the first overall pick uh, from last year's draft. Um uh Hiskinen Heiskinen. or something? I don't know how you say that. Yeah, I don't Heiskanen, know. Hiskinen, Hiskinen.
2: That's good enough. Uh,
3: uh Dallas, uh, had a very good season. He was uh he was the one that o- um got beat beaten by um Kendall Coyne. That's right skate, skate, and, uh yeah. skating relay or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Bra- Brady t- Brady Tachuk. Kachuk, I think. K- is it to That's the ch- yeah yeah that guy that guy um son of the dude that played uh, for the was he was he played Kachuk Keith,
2: Keith and Keith who is yep. the son
3: of Walter Kachuk I believe Yep one of them has a connection to where you grew up Yeah somewhere. I
2: went to Walter Kachuk hockey camp when There I was you kid. go that
3: that makes more sense Um but I I was liking the uh so uh num at number eight we have Andres Janssen Yeah makes me feel good You did have a good year. He did have a very good year, yeah.
2: And he's uh, pipped Carter Hart, who also had a great year, great yeah. player. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Calder's one of my favorites, too. Uh, it's like a list of who's who in the next, like, couple seasons, right? The guys oh. that are
3: just really going to shine. Um, I was going to mention one thing about the NHL Awards. Did you guys see who was hosting it? No, I didn't actually see it. So have you guys see, I, I know you have, you watched it with me, but Scott, have you seen the uh, Mighty Ducks movies?
4: Yeah, I um, yeah I saw the guys who were hosting it were the guys from uh, Good Burger weren't they Keenan and Kel? Yeah, so yeah,
3: Keenan right. Thompson is the guy that <laughs> the, that plays um, Russ Tyler in yeah. uh, Mighty Ducks Two, the guy that does Knuckle Puck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was he was the one hosting it, and he took a massive um, uh, what do you call it? Sw- kind of swing, but like in a jokey way. Yeah. With uh, with the whole Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning team saying, "Oh, it's it's great how they uh had such a great season and they got so many points." uh that they like they uh, set a new record for like 62 wins or whatever it was uh in in the regular season and also set a record for getting zero in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah that's good that's good well right listen let's get to the um let's get on to the the big story of the, of the episode actually and that is the um the interview Scott that that you've done recently let's tee that up tell us mm-hmm. tell us tell us what happened there
4: yeah, absolutely. So, uh recently, um I spoke to Liam Kirk who um obviously a, a massive name has done amazingly with the GB set up and uh yeah, Ooh. Liam is now playing for the Peter Peaks in the OHL, but he's a draft pick of um the Arizona Coyotes and uh yeah, he's currently now at their rookie camp. So, um he's now at their training camp currently as we speak. That's awesome. And I managed to speak to him before he went over there, so he's had a a holiday after the GB World Championships, and um, he, he sort of repented the time to uh, to sit down and uh, and have a chat. And um, yeah, so I'm proud to say that uh, Liam Kirk is going to be coming on the show.
2: Fantastic. Well, let's go. Um, let's go straight to that interview now, and and uh, and we'll hear um, when Scott spoke to uh, Liam Kirk.
0: I'm joined by Liam Kirk. Liam, obviously a great season for yourself. Recently you've been away with Great Britain. Great Britain defeated France in a must-win game to avoid relegation uh, with a 4-3 overtime win. Ben Davis with the with beautiful goal to secure the win. So can you just talk us through that game and obviously how that victory felt? Yeah, obviously
5: it was um, a huge game for us and obviously for our country as a whole. And, you know, we came into it with the right mindset that um, yeah, we went three goals down really quickly and you know, at that point, you know, a team could crumble, or you know, they could rise up to the occasion. For us, we, we'd been in that um, position, obviously, the year before in Hungary. And we knew that we could do it again. So, um, you know, we, we probably played one of the games of our lives. And, you know, like I said, we just had that British attitude, we stuck to it. And when, um, you know, when Benny finally got that goal, it um, you know, was an unreal feeling, something that I'm sure we'll never forget.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you played against the likes of Leon Dreisaitl, Patrick Kane, Jack Hughes, Jack Eichel. So, obviously, how was that? And did you ever have to pinch yourself at any time and say, you know, is this really happening? Yeah,
5: you know, I mean, it was definitely a crazy experience. Obviously, we knew we are going to play these star names, but I don't think we you get there and actually get on the ice with them, but yeah. You know, I don't even think. Then I think it was you know afterwards after you finished the game we all kind of come into the locker room and were like that just happened and you know even though we you know some of the results were kind of you know big losses it was you know we still had so much fun from it and they knew that there was a time where we could we could do it but we knew we wanted to come and work hard do do our country proud and you know obviously um, the tournament went the way we wanted we wanted to stay up and that was our goal and that's what we achieved so. Yeah, it was definitely cool playing against them um, players, but I think you know for us, um, to, you know, getting the win against France and keeping keeping up is definitely um, the best
0: feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So just looking back at last year's uh, World Championships, GB scored with 15 seconds to go against Hungary to seal the promotion. Obviously, knowing you'd be going into the top flight, how did that goal feel, and what was going through your mind, sort of, um, as that happened?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, for us it was, we didn't really have in our minds that we were going to go to the top flight, I think, you know, throughout the game it was who wanted to win, and win a gold medal, that was kind of the main focus for us, and like I said, we were two goals down and we just kept battling and battling, and their goal we played, you know, so good for about you know, minutes, uh, 45 minutes of that game, that, you know, to finally get one past him, to make it 2-1 was huge, and then we knew that, you know, he's beatable now, and then, you know, Farms threw one on that, and you no, know, it, you know, it just happened, it went in, it was, you know, it's a real, it's um, a real feeling and um, there's not much words to describe, you know, at the end of the game we all jumped, you know, a few of us jumped off, off the bench since the ice and we still had overtime and apparently a few hours ago, so <laughs> it was definitely, you could tell how excited we all were.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so obviously GB were promoted to the top flight for the first time in 25 years and uh, the team in 1994 had 15 dual national players out of the 23 man squad. This year, there's only five. Uh, obviously, the elite league, it plays a big part in developing uh, the quality of British players. But what other factors do you think contributed to, you know, just the quality of the British players what were in the roster this year and the last few years? I think a big part of it is the you know how the elite league is getting better.
5: It kind of shows everyone on that team, but me and Joey, playing in the elite league, and um, you know, it just kind of shows that the level of the elite league has got better and it's pushed our Brits to get better. Um, you know, it's, especially in the in the elite league, you have 14 import spots now, so you have to be a good break. You have to you, know, you have to you have to be at the top of your game. So but it's pushed our players to get better and better. And you look at people like John Owen. You know, he just, he gets better every year, in my opinion. You know, he comes out of the, out of the off season in better shape than he did last year, and it's kind of unbelievable as he's just getting older, but, you know, like I, like I said, it just shows the level of the Elite League, and the level of the, the British just keeps on improving, so it's, you know, it's, it's good for our country that we can, you know, not just get to that level, but keep up in that level, and show that, you know, the Elite League is a good league, and it's, you know, plus a, it shows that you know, the Elite League is a good hockey league
0: yeah absolutely so uh head coach Pete Russell has previously coached the under twenties and under eighteens uh, before the senior team. What can you tell us about Pete and his coaching style and his his sort of man management and how he is with the guys yeah
5: he was really you know, he was really good at keeping light at keeping you know, it light and he finds that um that good balance between keeping it light and knowing winter to, to be serious and you know, one thing I noticed is he always he's, he's so inspiring with his talks for games. You know, he yeah. makes you realise what you've achieved and uh, the level you are. I think sometimes it's with my mind that we earned this position uh, that we were in. And you know, he, he inspired us. with you know all of his talks. You know, how we dreamed that we got here, and he got us motivated for games. And even coming out, you know, when we were three nil down against France, he kept it light. And, you know, once again, just remind us what we've done and we have this opportunity and yeah, it's the same kind of opportunity we had um, against Hungary. So, you know, yeah, he's a really good coach and it's the same with Kiefer and Corey. They didn't, you know, the hockey and they, like I said, it proved for beating France and took them out of the top flight for after how many years they have been in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously, the first English-born and trained player to be drafted to the NHL, you went obviously in the seventh round to uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Can you just talk us through that moment of being drafted and when you found out, and obviously the build-up to it?
5: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it was exciting. Um, like I said, "There's no words that can describe that." Really, I remember just being sat at home all day. Uh, you know, I said I wasn't going to watch it, and it started, and I just couldn't take my eyes off it, just waiting for. It. You know, for kind of that first bit of my dream to dream to happen. And, you know, um, you know, we sat there, my family, and it got to the end of the sixth round. You know, there was a bit of doubt in my mind that it wasn't going to happen, and then before the advert you know, ended on the the live stream, I had a text from Desi saying congrats. And obviously, I didn't know what was going on because I couldn't see it. And he, mm. you know, he told me that I'd been drafted to the Arizona Coyotes, and the next thing I got on the phone, there was some buzzing, <laughs> um, there were messages from everyone, and. And call from the Arizona is um, GM, and just wow. well, congratulating me and welcoming, to, welcoming me to the, to the family, sort of thing. And, and then, you know, it was so special to spend that with my family and to, you know, to kind of experience that with them and, you know, to see the, you know, it was really emotional to kind of see my dad's face and see my brother, you know, he's not one that, you know, um, very very, very little you
0: know, tell me, well done. So. <laughs> so it was kind of a surreal moment for us, and something that we'll, you know, we all never forget. Yeah, typical brother-sibling rivalry sort of thing. But yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I can imagine. Uh, obviously, the next day, uh, I believe you were on a 5 a.m. flight to uh, to the Coyotes for their development camp. So how was that experience, and what were your first impressions when you rocked up there? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's a little
5: funny story about it. Um, you know, it was obviously. Drafted, you, you didn't get much time to celebrate it, and next thing I know, I'm on to apply to Arizona. and I remember getting there after however many hours of flight, ten hours or so, and so jet-lagged and tired, and <laughs> walking into the um, to the kind of prospect meeting, I just miss that, and everyone's eating food, and you know I walk in, everyone's wearing uh, you know dress slacks and shoes and a polo shirt, and I come in and pair of grey and pink Nike shorts with my trainers on and just a t-shirt and a you know flat a baseball cap and <laughs> I'm sure I sure I turned a few turned a few heads um, walking in
1: shaky every every you know important staff members hand while I'm dressed like that and everyone's in the, <laughs> the,
5: sh- the shoes and the polo so I know there's time to make sure that I've got that packed so but no it was definitely a surreal experience getting there and just you learn so much from it and I'm excited to go back. Um, you know, this weekend and go and experience it all again, and you know hopefully you know make a good impression
0: as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh this past year you've been playing with the Peterborough uh in the OHL. So how has the season been, and how much of an adjustment was it to get used to the games and and the pace of the OHL? Yeah, I mean, obviously I've just been moving away from
5: home was kind of the biggest problem I had. Um, you know, I was really I miss my family, I miss my girlfriend. and you know, missed all them people that I had that were so close to me. And obviously, I had such a great ability family, which kind of made the adjustment easier. But, you know, you're in a new place, new environment, a new hockey team. And for me, i have never done that before. Never left Sheffield. So, um, but once I overcome that, it was definitely made me a stronger person, and a stronger player. And, you know, I started to have some success. And obviously, Arizona, they, they give you feedback and want you need to improve on. And I worked on that all year and it started to turn out pretty well. So. I mean, overall, it was a good year and a huge, you know, part of my career and kind of getting that first big move from home under your belt. So I'm definitely excited to get right this year and see see what's involved. And I definitely think that we can have a good push, and I think well, we sh- we should have a really good team this year.
0: Yeah. So what is the I guess the process now? Uh, you're back home uh, for a little while over the summer. You, I know you're in Sheffield and you've been training a bit at Sheffield. So I mean. Is there a time frame of when you have to be back by and um, you're doing like off-ice sort of workouts and, and things like that to, to prep for going back? Yeah, well, I mean, um, after the World Championships, uh,
5: after I got back, I you know, went to the gym to prepare for, for Arizona and then you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have a nice week holiday away with my girlfriend and then straight back in the gym and on the ice to prepare. Obviously, I said, I'm going to Arizona this weekend, so... I wanted to be in a good shape and you know, a good form on the ice for that, and then I'll uh, get back early July and get some time to and kind of rest again and spend more time with my family, and then obviously it would just be a lot of off season training to prepare myself for, for the following season.
0: Yeah, sounds good. So now uh, just kind of coming towards the end of the interview, and just a few light hearted questions really. So, which player did you look up to growing up as uh, obviously a, a young, aspiring player? <laughs> um,
5: I, you know, obviously, you, NHL. You watch your, your Crosby's and your Evenskins. They're kind of your, your big name place you same watch highlights on. But you nothing. Know, I remember watching the Steelers and you know, watching Dowdy and, and John playing like that, and, and you know Jeff Legree and you know kind of watch them. And it was a bit surreal when you get to when I first got to play with them, but now you see him as friends, and, okay. um, people you can just easily talk to. But yeah, definitely at the time they were they were big
0: players. Yeah, absolutely, and then. Obviously, you mentioned about um, when you went over to the OHL, you were a bit homesick and you miss your friends and family, but what sort of uh, food or home, comf- uh, home comforts did you miss the most um, from the UK while you were overseas? I think what I missed
5: my mum's miss cooking, really. You kind of miss your mum's your mom's meals. Uh, you know, she, made, she made really nice chorizo burgers that I missed out on a lot. I miss my girlfriend's famous pasta. She used to make all the time, every time <laughs> i go around and see her, so...
0: Oh, sounds good. Um but yeah, thank you uh so much for joining us on the UK Hockey Fan podcast and good luck for the upcoming season. Nice to hear very much Brilliant.
2: Fantastic, Scott. What a great interview and uh and what a great guy. Um lucky opportunity to speak to Liam.
0: Yeah,
4: absolutely. He's uh, such a humble guy and uh as you heard in the interview, he's uh so down to earth and um for such a young guy, he speaks so well and um know a real good talker so he's he certainly uh, knows how to uh, to speak to the media so yeah definitely a great guy and uh pleasure to speak to and you no know, an honor to have him on the podcast yeah
2: it's that's no, fantastic what a coup and uh, and and a great and bright future ahead of him. so i'm i think that um we probably are looking at some other guests that we're going to try and get on later too from both um Men's and women's hockey. So um, watch this space, everybody who's listening, because um, Scott is connected here um, to to various players. But it's time to sign off. I'm looking at the clock, and we've been on for a while. Scott, it's fantastic to have you on again tonight. And well,
4: my pleasure, guys, as always, and uh, yeah, look forward to being back on in the not too distant future.
2: Yeah, like uh, like we were saying to uh, to anybody um, out there listening, obviously. We're no, we do a normal um, weekly podcast, and Scott Scott's usually on for that as well. Um, but in the off-season, we're doing them sort of uh, every once in a while, and we'll put up on our um, social media channels when the next one will be on after this one. So, Scott, thanks so much again for coming on, and I uh, look forward to having you on the very next episode.
4: No, you're welcome. My pleasure as always, guys. Cheers, Scott. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye
2: now great to have uh, scott on again and uh, some interesting news from around the uk i love hearing um all that stuff um, about uh players getting re-signed and shuffling around and and hearing them farming in new talent um uh foreign players as well so uh, exciting things happening for the um for the uk leagues this year and i'm sure we'll probably have some more uh news from women's hockey next time as well um and, that and the Kirk interview is fantastic, so uh, hopefully we will hear more stuff from uh, Scott and more interviews in the future. Finn, what do you got for us?
3: Uh, I just thought we'd round off with just, you know, a couple last NHL things. So as we mentioned, St. Louis uh, Blues are Stanley Cup champions. Yep. Uh, Bozak lifts the cup.
2: Yeah, Tyler Bozak. Great. Leaf alumnus. A,
3: a sad when he left, and a happy he lifts the cup. Yeah. Marshan cried, so it's a win for everyone, That's pretty much.
2: That is a win-win. Former Leaf hoists the cup. Brad Marchand cries.
3: No, that's that's not just a win for the Leafs. That's a win for every team that isn't the Bruins. <laughs> um, I thought we may as well just go quickly through the uh, playoff tree. We won't we won't go through games. We'll just say what happened where. So if we go to the Western, yep, Western Conference, uh, the first couple, t- the the first round, uh, Dallas beat Nashville. St. Louis winners uh, beat Winnipeg. Uh, uh, Colorado beat um Calgary and uh San Jose beat the Golden Knights. Uh St. Louis then beat Dallas. Uh San Jose beat uh the Avalanche. Then obviously St. Louis yep. uh beat the Sharks to go to the final. If we go to the Eastern Quick. Um obviously Columbus beat uh the uh Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, yeah. Bruins just beat our Leafs. Um, Carolina Ooh. Hurricanes beat uh the Washington Capitals. Yep. New York Islanders beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Bruins,
2: I forgot about some of these games. Good to good to yeah. recap them again.
3: Bruins beat the Columbus Blue Jackets to go, uh, to go uh, versus the other winner, uh, and then uh, Carolina, a bunch of jerks, beat uh, New York Islanders. <laughs> Bruins beat the Carolina Hurricanes, and the St. Louis Blues win it all.
2: Yeah, fantastic! What a great season. Yeah,
3: I I really enjoyed the season. Me you know? too. It was a Me really too. good season. Yep, good show. Especially by Leafs. for Leafs, it's very nice. Uh, better next year. Yeah, last couple things about the NHL uh, before we. Uh, end this off. Yep. Uh, P.K. Suban, who we thought we thought was coming to the Leafs for a good, like, five hours. <laughs> yeah. then he It was s- a
2: solid rumor for about five hours.
3: Uh, there, there was actually a reason that they didn't get him, and it's because the Leafs only wanted to pay six and a half a mil for him. They wanted the... Um, I wouldn't they even they keep him in cowboy hats. <laughs> no, they wanted the press to retain salary, salary. Yeah, I see. Okay. Uh, but they wouldn't. They just wanted that to get all sweet, the though. way. Nice to dream. No, they they were willing to do it, but they needed to the cap space, so they just said, oh, we have to get I the whole contract. It. Yep. Um, Pete, uh, so he's just, uh, traded to the New Jersey Devils. Yep. And Eric Carlson resigns with San Jose Sharks. Yeah, bummer. I think. That, I think. Wait. Does, doesn't that mean that um, Otto Wild get like a good pick now or something? Is it wasn't there like a conditional when he got traded? Oh, possibly. Well, we will looking into that for next. Yeah. See <laughs> well,
2: next we'll time. Have that on next time. Uh, cool. Should we? Uh, That's everything that I have. Shall we uh, mention some of our pals? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so um, just before we go, oh, 50 countries.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, good for it. For
2: those people that uh, um, listen to us on a regular basis, thank you very much. We really, really massively appreciate it. We're really proud to say that when we look at the statistics as of tonight, we've just um, we that our podcast is now listened to in 50 that's five at zero least 50 countries around the world and um, and uh, that's great it's great that um, pe- uh, people out there enjoy hockey love hockey like us you don't have to be an absolute hockey um, genius or statistical um, nerd to to enjoy our podcast we just like hockey uh, we're a father and a son and um, and it's a passion that we share together and we both play hockey ourselves so Thank you for listening. Um, But we'd like to end the show with a few shout-outs to people that um, have supported us or that uh, just happen to be connected to hockey and that we really like and respect. So first up for me is Puck Stop Hockey, a great big store in Sheffield who are probably one of the finest um, hockey shops here in the UK. Uh, Down south near us uh, in Swindon, we've got uh, All-Star Sports, uh, which is uh, owned and operated by uh, another mate of ours, Ian Clark, Clarky Clark. Um, who else we got? Bionic Skateblades. Blades. Uh, we love Bionic Skateblades. Blades. Um, probably the finest skate blade out there in the world at the moment. And uh, they're just doing great things, now available over here in the UK. Uh, nice Ontario business and a nice bunch of people. Um, so Bionic Skate blades, which reminds me of uh, Beer League Republic another um, great bunch of people based in ontario and sticking with ontario and moving to kitchener waterloo area we've got the fantastic people at the sports screen who um, at the sports screen f- uh, for us as a family has just was just a total game changer it's an amazing practice device it's a screen that comes down in front of can come down in front of uh, your your garage door or in front of a wall that you want to keep from wedging pucks in it or anywhere else um and you can use it all year round because they have we have uh for us we have a hockey goalie on ours that we shoot on but you c- that's interchangeable you can have a lacrosse goalie on there uh and i think you can even have a baseball uh back catcher on there too so you can practice pitching against it. fantastic thing S- the sports screen if you haven't seen one check it out on the internet and if you look on youtube you'll even see finn and i installing our one and uh, showing you how easy it is um cross check clothing yes um, based in Rotherham, up north, near near Cliffy in Sheffield. In fact, um, both Finn and I are, w- when we look at ourselves at the moment, both Finn and I are wearing cross check clothing um, at the moment. I'm wearing a T-shirt, and Finn's got a p- cool pair of the Kobe Bryant shorts on, I think, basketball shorts. Um, anyone else? True. True Hockey, um, who have supported us through thick and thin and... Um, we uh, have been really lucky. For they've thrown a lot of swag and sticks and whatnot our way, and uh, we will forever be devoted fans of True Hockey. And if you haven't tried out their sticks, you should do. We use them now because we they are the best. There's just no question. That's probably enough slobbering around. Let's get yeah. out of here. Okay. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will be back probably in about two weeks um, because it is the offseason. Keep your stick on the ice. Yeah, bye-bye.
1: See ya. It's the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good
3: old hockey game.